I'm watching you, Chris. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> it's very Stephen King when it wants to be. <laughs> Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Welcome to episode 74 of the Active Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Barry Moore, and this is the podcast that's all about sales funnels and marketing automation. One of the issues that comes up a lot when I'm talking with consulting clients or academy members and we're talking about building out funnels and we're talking about building out autoresponder sequences and writing emails to warm people up or to upsell to a certain product or service um, invariably what comes up is the question, what do I write? I don't know what to write. So a lot of people seem intimidated by the thought of sitting down and writing some emails to people there. They kind of freeze up looking at that blank screen going, oh, what do I say here? What do I say here? Um, so, you know, my advice usually is what would you say to a potential prospect if you were sitting across from them in a coffee shop? Don't talk in marketing speak. Don't talk in hyperbole. Talk to them like a normal person. Uh, but still, people seem to find trouble finding their voice uh, and finding a brand or building a brand around who they are as opposed to who the business is. So I thought I would get someone who's really great at it to come on the show and talk about how to find your voice and how to build a personal brand, and that is Mr. Chris Ducker. But uh, before we get into that, of course, the shameless social proof. Man, I can just never say that. I'm going to have to rename that. The shameless social proof segment where I read out your iTunes reviews uh, or your podcast reviews. And this one comes from the Australian iTunes store. Five stars. Fantastic. It's by Andrew Barrett. And Andrew says, Barry, you are smashing out some great value in this podcast. I'm relatively new to automation, and having recently moved over to AC, I'm getting a ton of help. Cheers. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. Thanks so much for taking the time to leave a review on iTunes. And if you would leave a review for us on iTunes or Stitcher, I'll be happy to read it out on one of the future episodes. But for now, let's get into this week's episode on finding your voice and building your brand with Mr. Chris Ducker. Welcome to the show, Mr. Chris Ducker Esquire. How are you, sir? I'm very Esquire. I love that. Yeah, That's yeah. never been done. I'm I'm very good, sir. Thank you for having me. And uh, I understand you're going back to the UK soon for a bit of a bit of a visit. I am just going to you know go over, nice. eat some fish and chips, and drink some proper tea. You know that kind of stuff. Lovely, lovely. Um, I was hoping that you, sir, could share with some of the audience, some of the folks uh, that I work with, you know, we were, we're building out their sales funnels and their autoresponder sequences, you know, the introduction sequences and sales sequences. And they always seem to come unstuck uh, when it comes to writing those emails, the content for those emails. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, it becomes, oh, I don't know what to say here. Um, and, and they seem to have a lot of trouble finding their own voice. So I know you, you're really great about uh, creating a brand uh, around yourself and, and helping people do that uh, through your uh, Upreneur program. So um, I was hoping you could help some of the listeners, uh, help them find their voice and, and, and help them kind of define who they are as a brand. So I'm, I'm super interested in, in your 
journey in that area? Like, I know you, you know, you originally, I guess, kind of came onto the, the internet scene, quote unquote, um, uh, with uh, Virtual Staff Finder and your book, Virtual Freedom, which is great, by the way. Um, Thank you. But I guess my question would be, you know, what was the impetus to go from, you know, you had success around that and in, in being, you know, the Virtual Staff Finder guy. What was the impetus to go from that to, you know, the ChrisDucker.com brand? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I mean, very honestly, the ChrisDucker.com brand was around a long time before the Virtual Freedom book. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been blogging and, and podcasting since 2010. The book came out middle of 2014. Um, you know, I, I got the book deal with the traditional publisher because of the Chris Ducker brand. Right. Uh, you know, the, the way that traditional publishers, and we're not going to turn this into a how to market book, you know, conversation, but the way that traditional publishers work is that they go after people that have established good sized followings. They're not buying you or your book. They're buying all the people that are going to buy the book that are already buying you. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, I probably would not have got that traditional publishing deal as would a lot of other authors as well. Uh, if they didn't, if, if I didn't have the following that I had based around my personal brand already. And that's why you go live and you sell, you know, 8,000 books in one week. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. So I think, What's happened with my brand over time is that it's pivoted. And this is one of the beautiful things about building a personal brand-based business. Because when you build the business around you and what you stand for and what you're all about, as and when your passions and your kind of wants and needs and desires change from a business perspective, your audience can make that change with you. Or they can end up obviously not wanting to follow you anymore, and that's absolutely fine as well. But, I mean, if you go to chrisducker.com and you search through the blog archives, there's over 600 blog and podcast posts on there, um, you'll see everything from, you know, virtual assistant, outsourcing, delegation, type content. You'll see lots of productivity stuff because I'm a bit of a productivity, uh, you know, hacker. I want to try and get the most out of my days. Um, you'll also find, you know, a lot of information in regards to building uh, a business based around your personal brand and your experiences and how to cash in on that experience. Um, and you'll find a lot of other thought leader type stuff, you know, why entrepreneurs should stop avoiding the word fear. Uh, why we should be more professional in our entrepreneurship and all this other sort of stuff. So I think the personal brand really lends itself to you as the entrepreneur and as the voice, and you can pivot and change as you want to move into the future. And you can't do that as easily. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you can't do that as easily when you're a brand-based business. Um, but with a personal brand-based business, it's a lot easier to be a little flexible. Yeah, I guess I guess the crux of my question was it it seemed like there was a point in time where, you know, while the Chris Drucker brand kind of existed, it wasn't it wasn't the forefront brand. You know, Virtual Staff Finder was a forefront brand, I think. Anyway. Yeah. And then, yeah. well yeah, and Virtual Staff Finder, you know, is still a business. It's yeah, still sure. you know, 100%. making a lot of money every year and it's still something I talk about and I'm still the all out owner. I have no partners in it, et cetera, et cetera. Um but I think yeah, it, it was a very deliberate pivot for my end because to be honest with you um you know i wrote virtual freedom it's sixty-five thousand words on delegation to virtual staff and building virtual teams i have been interviewed over 200 times on the subject of virtual staffing and outsourcing um i have keynoted stages all around the world on that very topic since 2010 
Um, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> Fair enough. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask you that. I'm like, are you just just flat out sick of talking about it? Um, yeah, I, I'm, well, I don't, I don't think I'm sick of talking about it. I think I'm just tired. And there's a difference between the two, right? It's not like I don't yeah. enjoy the idea of helping people leverage their time by outsourcing and delegation. I do. I absolutely thrive on that because I know when you've got the right help around you, you can, you know grow and support and and build your business a lot faster. Um, And I'm still a big advocate of delegation and outsourcing and all the rest of it. But I just honestly got tired. There's only so much you can say about one topic. Um, And this whole time, the personal brand of me was developing and was picking up speed and was, you know, getting stronger. And so I started to get people come to me say, hey, how do I do that? How do I build, market, and monetize my brand, my experience? Uh, and that's kind of the area that I've now pivoted into, and I'm loving it. It's a lot of a lot of excitement, a lot of passion-based uh, people to work with. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously with the Youpreneur community, uh, I'm in there every day with everyone talking up a storm, and it's just been an incredible last couple of years. So that, that transition where, you know, ChrisDucker.com came to the forefront, was that – what was the mental, was there, was there a point where it was just the mental flip of the switch where you're like, right, this is, I'm going to put, you know, 90% of this and 10% into that. Like, I mean, yeah. when, when, yeah. one, when one eclipsed the other, was, was there, was that, I know it was, I know it was a deliberate strategy, but was there like a, a mental flip at like, right, this is what I'm doing now. Bang. Yeah. It, what there was, I mean, I, I remember I was in uh, San Francisco I was in a great little uh, tea house with uh, my buddy Corbett Barr And uh, Corbett at the time, uh, we're talking 2012, right? So it's a few years ago now. But Corbett at the time was making quite a name for himself in the online business world as a coach for brand-based bloggers, Uh, particularly on helping bloggers find their voice, figure out who their audience was, uh, et cetera, et cetera. and I had gotten to know Corbett just as a friend through, you know, meeting up with him at conferences and mutual friends and things like that. And we were sitting there having a tea and we were talking about things. And he was asking me questions about what, you know, what I wanted to do in the future, how I was going to build uh, the blog. And to be honest with you, I, I couldn't answer the guy. I just couldn't answer him. I just didn't have the answers to the questions that he was asking. And he kind of sat back and said, you're not happy, are you? You're not happy doing what you're doing. And I said, no, not really, to be honest with you. I'm doing it because people want it from me and they, you know, they're eager. And I like the idea of having a tribe and a community. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I was happy doing it. And he said, well, I'm telling you now, if you don't turn that around, you're going to burn out and it's going to be horrible. And, um, we actually worked together on and off for a couple of months. And he really, really helped me, you know, clarify, uh, where I wanted to take my personal brand moving forward. So I owe a lot, a lot for the overall success of my personal brand to Corbett because, um, you know, it was that, that afternoon and a few Skype calls after that that really kind of helped me get my, uh, get my crap together when it came to that side of things. In that process of, of solidifying your, you know, your personal brand, so to speak, um, was, was that, what was that, what did that feel like? Was it a struggle? Like, it's like, wow, this is hard, harder than I thought it was going to be. Or was it just kind of a natural extension of what you'd been doing already? 
I think it was a natural extension. I think, I mean, you know, when I first got active online, I was, I was blogging and podcasting, uh, and, and video blogging as well over at, um, virtualbusinesslifestyle.com, uh, under that brand and that name across the board. Um, but when people talked about my blog or my podcast, they wouldn't call it virtual business lifestyle. They would just call it Chris Ducker's blog or Chris Ducker's podcast. Uh, and so, um, you know, the brand was already developing slowly anyway. Uh, and once I made that mental shift, it was a, it was a relatively easy, uh, move, uh, to make except for, the web design side of things. That was where I really struggled actually at first to kind of find my visual brand. What colors, what was the logo going to look like? What fonts was I going to use? Et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we put together a great first uh, chrisducker.com website and it served me really, really well for uh, what, three years almost. And we, you know, we updated a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember that. I remember when that came out and it's not dramatically different now, but it, it certainly was... Um, it was unique. It stood out. It was like, yep, no, yeah. that's Crystal. Oh, dude, my, my, my designer had a ton of people going to him saying, I want to start like Chris's. <laughs> so yeah. I know I did something the first time around. Yeah. And, and we still get that now actually with the current website, even though I kind of feel like the current site does need a little bit of a, uh, little bit of a renovation. It's a little, a little, um, dated looking now compared to some of the other personal brand sites out there. But hey, you know, we do everything one, one thing at a time, right? So, so that, um, that transition, um, was there what did you find the most difficult in that was it was it defining that look and feel that, that was going to be Chris Tucker or was it um you know more esoteric than that no i i the one thing that i promised myself when i made that that decision to go all out on the personal brand business side of things i i said to myself i'm going to be me all the time that was the most important thing uh, no smoke and mirrors, no hiding behind curtains. Um, uh, and I think by doing that and making that clear decision, um, it allowed me to really, I'm not, you know, I don't want to use like management speak or, you know, that blue sky approach to, you know, think outside the box and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, it really, it, it, it allowed me to really just, do me, you know what I mean? Just be me. And I think people want to do business with other people nowadays. They don't want to do business with brands or smokes and mirrors and curtains. They're not interested in that. Yeah. And so I think people appreciated it. And uh, I get I get messages all the time from people saying that they appreciate the transparency uh, and that I share a little bit of my personal life, um, you know, on, on live video. They can see a little bit, you know, behind the scenes, so to speak. And, you know, quite regularly, I'll pop open Periscope as I'm working. Uh, and people will just sit and watch me work and ask questions and I'll just, you know, for 20 minutes here and there and people appreciate it. It sounds a little kooky, but you know, people appreciate that stuff. They want to, they want to see the real you nowadays. That's, that's part of the, the personal part of personal brand, you know, I'm watching you, Chris. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's very Stephen King when it wants to be. <laughs> uh, um, I lost my train of thought there. Um, but so, it was a good ad. It was a good ad lib, Barry. No, thank you, thank you, sir. Well, um, <laughs> but so, I, yeah, I think it is. Maybe it's just the circles that we both travel in. But I think you know, online especially has become. You know, there's a niche for everything, and it's kind of almost become like the personality economy, right? Right. It's like that, I can buy product A anywhere from anyone these days. So 
why should I buy from you? Because I, exactly. I resonate with you and I'm, I'm like you or I like what you're doing or whatever. So if you, I think if you're missing that component to a, you know, a reasonably sized online business, uh, you're missing out. Like I was, I was, uh, consulting with, a it's a really great company here in Australia and they, um, they send out like organic fruit and veg boxes to people, you know, and they're, they're like, how can we get more? I'm like, well, you need someone to lead the tribe. There's a ton of people who, who love what you're doing, but you, you, you haven't given them a flag to rally around. You haven't given them a person, a person to lead that tribe. You need someone in the company to step up and be that personality, that brand so that people can identify it's more than just a box that shows up. It's a whole socioeconomic system that you guys are putting the money back into the local community. You're doing organic farming. Yeah. So I think personality plays a huge, huge part of it. Now you see so many people in, in the youpreneur community that you've got um, starting out on this. Uh, and I, I see a lot of people, you know, as I said at the beginning, trying to craft their copy, so to speak, um, who find it so difficult to speak in their own voice. Why do you think that is? Well, I think what happens is when people are starting out, they do what they should do, and that is they hop on other people's mailing lists mm-hmm. to see what they're up to, to see how they're doing things, to see how they're launching and, and, and engaging and all the rest of it. And then what happens is they just end up copying them, um, <laughs> which is, you know, it's fine to emulate. It's fine to get uh, inspiration and ideas, but all out copying is not going to get you anywhere anytime soon. And so I think the most important thing is when you, you know, when you get started writing email copy, uh, website copy, landing page copy, sales page copy, um, anything above and beyond content, right? There's a difference between content and copy, right? So content is blog posts, it's podcast transcriptions and all, it's all that sort of stuff. When you talk about copy, sales copy, and I'm no expert here, right? I still hire copywriters myself from time to time. Well, for sure. But, oh, you know, I mean, you, when you know that you, this is not your strength, you should not try and do it. But you can't hire a copywriter for every single piece of copy that you need written. So unless you're, you know, very, very well off and, uh, you know, you don't mind investing in it, which is fine if that's the case and go for it. I know I would. I know I would if I if I could afford to you know invest you know fifty thousand dollars every quarter in copywriting I would absolutely do it now obviously can I afford it yes do I want to put fifty grand a quarter there no <laughs> <laughs> there's other things I could be doing with the money is is I guess what I'm saying but I think what's important is that you you just talk like a human yeah. being you know you know like this is the big thing is that people try to get too salesy. Just talk, tell stories, tell stories, you know, be honest. Um, You know, part of the launch funnel for the Youpreneur Academy um, that we are bang smack in the middle of right now, the second email that got sent out was me just telling the story. And it's a long form email as well. It's a good probably six, seven hundred words. It's quite long for an email. Um, But it's just telling the story of how I made a mistake when I first launched Youpreneur and how the terminology uh, meant that the first launch of the community was not as successful as I wanted it to be and how we've made changes not only to the terminology that we use but also to what is actually happening behind the doors so that we can you know, help the most people and, and make, you know, affect the most change uh, you know, with our members. And people have eaten that 
email up. They've eaten it up. Um, you know, some, some people are sneaky. They might get on your list with more than one email address. So even though we'll eliminate current members from our marketing, there's no need for them to get them if they're already in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, we've actually had emails just literally in the last 24 hours from current members who have already paid and they continue to pay uh, on a regular basis for access. I've actually had emails from people over the last 24 hours saying that was some serious copy. Like I would totally buy if I wasn't already a member. So you know you're doing something right when your members who are already paying saying, hey, can I pay again? (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think that's what it is. Just tell stories. Be yourself and, and try not to overthink it. I think that's the big thing is people try and overthink these things too much. And by the way, you'll never get it right. Not even a copywriter will get it perfect, but uh, it's just a matter of learning it with, with every launch, with every open rate, with every click-through rate that you can see, you know? Yeah, a couple, a couple of things that back there that I want to loop back to is one, like even if you could afford or chose to use a copywriter for every single piece of copy, you're going to have to train him or her to to speak in your voice anyway. So, so you know what I mean? Like, True. So, so it's all congruent with the, with the rest of your brand. So. If you don't know what your voice is to start with, it's going to be a very, very difficult process. Um, yeah, indeed. And that, that all comes back to the finding, you know, defining who you are, right? What do you want to be known for? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? That self-awareness is very important in that process of defining who you are. Uh, what problems can you solve? Who do you want to solve them for? Um, and that's why that's the first week. As part of the Upener Academy, that is right front and center, defining who you are. Uh, and it's probably the most important week of that 12-week program. No, no doubt about it. Nice. And the other thing from that is, yeah, is, is like you said, being open and honest and it, it, sharing the, sharing the mis- quote-unquote mistakes or failures or setbacks, whatever you want to call it, um, with everybody as well. Because I think that even makes you more relatable. It's like, right, oh, the great Chris Ducker, he can do that. He doesn't, you know, he knows what he's doing. He doesn't make any mistakes. It's like, oh, wait, he makes mistakes. I make mistakes. You know, make mistakes yeah. every day almost. Yeah, if, you're not, sure. if you're not falling forward, then you're not moving forward. That's, That's right. the way I look at it. And so I'm, I'm more than happy to make mistakes. I, I am just like anybody else. I get pissed off if it costs me money. Uh, but let me tell you something. Never make those mistakes twice. Never, never. Yeah. So there you go. For sure. All right. So we kind of talked about like, you know, why it's important to put a stake in the ground and, and identify kind of who you are as a brand. So um, on a high level, what are the kind of the first steps involved in that process? Sorry, just repeat that. You cut out just a little bit. Sorry. Um, so we kind of talked about, we talked about the importance of kind of putting your stake in your ground and saying, right, this is me, this is who I stand for um, and creating a kind of person, a brand around, you know, you and what you do. What are kind of the first steps in making that uh from an idea into a reality? Yeah, great question. Yeah, so I mean, what it really comes down to, like I said, is focusing in on you and what you believe you are the best at, right? And, and this is, it's okay to get a little selfish here. It's okay to get a little egotistical here because without you figuring out who you are, you're not going to be able to continue to kind of build out the strategy of your personal brand business moving forward. So it's all about crafting, first and foremost, your story. What's your backstory? People want to know 
who you are, what you're all about, and what you've been through. They will, you know, uh, you. what will happen is at the same exact time, you will attract the people that understand you and what you're all about and get your vibe, right? But at the very same time, just like a magnet, I call this, you know, marketing like a magnet. At the very same time, you will repel the wrong people away, the people that you don't need in your customer book, the people who will ask for refunds on day 29 of your 30-day refund period, (laughs) the people that will bitch and moan over a $99 product after sucking your brain and your energy for the last 30 days, right? You don't need those people in there. So you, you create your story. You create that attractive character story that, um, people want to kind of attach themselves to, to begin with. Uh, and, and what will happen is by doing that, you'll understand what you need to do to be able to build rapport and gain trust, which are the two most important parts of the sales process to be able to not only remain original in a very crowded space, no matter what industry you're in, it's crowded, right? But more importantly than remaining original, it'll also be to gain that clarity for yourself and for the people that you end up serving in terms of what you are actually all about. So that's the first thing is to kind of develop your story, develop your backstory, develop that attractive character uh, that you need to be able to build, you know, rapport and gain trust. And then you know the next the next thing is to really get into that self awareness vibe right so you make a couple of lists what i did when i kind of uh, you know went through this many years ago i got a piece of paper and i just drew a line down the middle of it and on one side of the line i put all the things that i knew i was really good at and then on the other side i put all the things that i knew i struggled with and it's funny because in that first column it filled up really quickly but that struggle column, it filled up very slowly. And, that, and that's a mental block right there because we don't want to admit that we're not good at certain things, right? <laughs> us, us entrepreneurs, we're wired differently to normal human beings, right? Yeah. So we, we, we believe we're brilliant at everything. But once you understand what you're no good at, once you understand what you do struggle with, it allows you to then focus on the things that you know you're really good at, like flatter yourself, Flatter yourself. Think of all the things that you know you're really, really good at. So that's the second thing I would do. I would make those two lists, right? The flatter list and the struggle list. And then third and finally, in regards to the beginning of this process is, and this is a little morbid, but stick with me here, sit down. And this is a huge exercise that I've done with thousands of people now, but it's a game changer. You have to sit down and you write an obituary for your business, okay? You've achieved everything you wanted to achieve. How do you want people to remember your business? And that little, that little exercise right there, again, a little morbid, but it's so good. And it really helps you to see where you want to be long-term as well. And sometimes you've got to do that and then reverse engineer it back, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's a the powerful exercise. I did a similar sort of thing at a workshop once, and it was like we actually went and sat in a cemetery and wrote an obituary and a and a goodbye letter. There you go. That's so, taking it. That's yeah. taking it to a whole new level. That one. <laughs> well, we we actually, trip everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty pretty real, pretty weird. But um, yeah, and we wrote goodbye letters to all the like the important people in our life, and it was like, wow, there's a lot of undone shit I need to work on with these people so it was yeah yeah, it's an amazing exercise if you you get the guts to do it for sure um all right so 
uh, we might kind of wrap up with a, a little kind of common errors. Like you see, you've helped tons of people uh, along this journey. What do you see as the common common mistakes or common stumbling blocks that uh, that uh, people seem to fall over again and again? Yeah, that's a really good question, man. I mean, I I um for me, one of the biggest things that I see people trying to do is trying to be too much to too many people. Um, you know, we all know the power of niching down or niching down, right? And and understanding that it's better to serve a smaller group of people in a more direct manner than it is to try and serve a broader, larger group of people in in a you know a very broad manner. Yeah. Um, and it's still the number one mistake that people make. You know, don't don't be a social media expert. Be the Facebook ads guy for dentists. Right. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Like sure. your 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 entire marketing angle can be so much more powerful when you know exactly who you're talking to and exactly what you're talking about. Um, you know, don't be the guy that teaches you how to become a better basketball player. Be the guy who's going to teach people how to become a better forward or a better center or a better point guard. Yes, you're instantly eliminating four, you know, four positions on that court, but by doing so, you can really fine tune your message to those point guards or to those centers. So, you know, for me, it, it really does come down and niching down. You just got to you've got to niche down. It's a big mistake that people make more than anything else. Right. Yeah, you can always expand out from there. And oh, absolutely. And that, that's yeah. the beautiful thing about pivoting. You're in yeah. control, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes you instantly referable as quote unquote, you know, that guy or that girl, right? It's like, oh, you need this. You need to talk to Chris, right? Or you need, yeah, you need to talk to Chris. that's right. And, you know, I found that with virtual staff and with outsourcing for many, many years. I still get it now, but there are, you know, there are more people on the scene now than what there was, you know, four or five years ago when I was focusing in on that properly. Um, but I became the VA and outsourcing guy. Um, uh, and now slowly, but surely, slowly, but surely I see you think, you know, after, a, after really two and a half solid years of focusing on my personal brand, uh, I'm now starting to see that, oh, you need to go to Youpreneur or you need to go to Chris Tucker. Forbes just done, just did a piece on me in terms of personal brand business as well. Nice, nice. So like, you know, when, when you see big name, uh, you know, uh, press houses like Forbes picking, you up and what you're all about that you know you're, you're you know what you're doing is starting to work it's starting to work so it's not something that happen overnight um and you know that's where patience and that long game mindset and business comes into play uh, but i think that if as long as you got your head screwed on right that you've truly done that first exercise and define who you are and who you want to serve um you know i think it's uh you know it's 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 what it's all about Awesome. And we've been mentioning it a little bit here and there, but um, for the listeners who aren't familiar, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, Youpreneur and um, personal question, why the relaunch? Yeah, well, I mean, so Youpreneur came about um, as a kind of a direct result of putting on smaller mastermind events when I was traveling around the world speaking. So I've been very blessed to be invited to speak and keynote at some very, very large events, you know, U.S., uh, Australia, UK, Europe, uh, you know, all over Asia, Hong Kong, Singapore, and whatnot. And I 
saw two things that were happening over and over and over again. And it's actually quite obvious, but a lot of people, I don't think, give it the eyeballs and, and, and the, the, you know, the, the headspace time to figure it out. First and foremost, entrepreneurs are lonely. They are. We're lonely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, it's a very, very lonely battle uh, being uh, an entrepreneur and, and building your, own, you know, your, your business, particularly an online business where the majority of people are working from home. They don't get out much and all the rest of it. So that's the first thing is uh, you know, the fact that it's a lonely journey. And the second thing that I, that I discovered from doing these uh, smaller masterminds, and this was the big one, was that nobody has a monopoly on good ideas. Nobody. When I used to do these mastermind sessions, 10, 12 people, um, you know, in the room all day long, by the time we were done, it was an absolute guarantee that someone, in fact, everyone at that table was going to have a huge value bomb dropped on them by somebody else at that table by the end of the day, whether they knew them before that day began or not. And that's just the power of getting together with like-minded people who get it who get it. And so I wanted to develop a community that could give that support and give that accountability and have that get it mentality, uh, but also one focused around serving people that I, based on the fact that I've now, you know, uh, you know, truly got to the point of you know, dis- deciding who I am and figuring out you know, that definition of who I am and those I want to serve, I wanted to create that community that was... Um, going to serve people that were building brands and businesses around their personal brands. So guys like, you know, coaches, authors, speakers, bloggers, podcasters, experts, consultants, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, we launched in 2015. We're now relaunching um, with uh, a new angle. Uh, so it's no longer just a community angle. It's more of a, a training program with a community angle because the feedback was that a lot of people like the idea of being part of a community, but they also needed the hand-holding and that step-by-step approach to get started with things. So there's the, uh, you know, there's the, the relaunch strategy behind what you now see at youpreneur.com. But you know, it, it's been an interesting journey, Barry, and uh, it's not something that I would have thought that I'd be doing five years from now. But now that it's been up and running for a couple of years, I'm very, very happy with uh, you know, the way it's come together. And um, obviously, I'm pumped for the, for the future of it. I think it's going to continue to grow, and it's true to, or rather, it's very clear to see that we're serving people in the right way, um, and more importantly, the right people. Uh, and uh, that's, I think, what has made the big kind of you know change to the growth of it above and beyond everything else. Awesome. Uh, and if you are interested, folks, if you're interested in uh, kind of getting your brand together, you can head over to chrisducker.com. You'll find all the information there. Where else would you find it, right? From <laughs> but chrisducker.com. It's, it's it's got to pretty much be on a personal brand. That's right. That's domain right. Domain name. <laughs> well, sir, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and your expertise and your knowledge and your journey. I do appreciate it, and I know the listeners appreciate it as well. Um, and all the safe travels on your trip to the UK. Thank you, my man. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Good chat. All right. See you online. Wow. Great chat there with Mr. Chris Ducker. If you are struggling and you need a bit of help in building your own personal brand, then I would urge you uh, right away to go over and check out youpreneur.com. That's Chris's uh, community where uh, he teaches how to build personal brands from uh, woe to go. And 
Uh, it's only open for a short time, uh, so head over there now. I'm, I think it's only open for a couple more weeks before they close it down again. So head over to youpreneur.com. If you don't know how to spell that, I don't blame you, but you can head over to theactivemarketer.com forward slash 75, and that link and links to everything else we talked about will be in the show notes. So head over to theactivemarketer.com forward slash 75 to get all the good goss, and I will see you next week for another episode. In the meantime, get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level with sales and marketing automation. See everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.